0: Welcome to the Pro Voice Guy podcast. My name is Will Rice and today I'll be talking software. What exactly does that recording software need to do to get your podcast ready for broadcast? I'm gonna talk about the five functions of your recording software and talk through some of the options available. Pro Voice Guy podcast, the podcast about podcasts. Plus a few extras about audio, social media, marketing tech, and other stuff. I'm coming to you today from my studio in sunny San Antonio, Texas, where it is so hot I can feel the heat when I put my hand on my studio wall, which gives me a moment to give you a quick tip for recording audio in general. If you're in a place that requires air conditioning, and if your air conditioner makes noise that gets picked up on your mic, either the sound of the air moving or the sound of the air conditioner itself, there is an easy workaround. Turn it off. But first, you don't want sweat rolling down your face while you're trying to record. So I drop the temperature down a few degrees, let it get cool, and then shut it off. It gives me just enough time to get my work done before it warms up and I need to turn it back on. If you're getting ready to start a podcast or considering taking the one you have to the next level, there are three essential components to consider. Your microphone, your software, and the place where you will host your podcast. I covered microphones in the first episode of this series. Today, I'm talking about software. I'm going to assume that you're going to be working on a Mac or a PC. Full disclosure, I work on a Mac. It is technically possible to record and produce a podcast using only an iPhone, an iPad, or another tablet or phone. I don't currently recommend that, but I may revisit it in a future post and see the best way to get that done. In most cases, your software is going to serve five purposes. Recording, editing, mixing, processing, and encoding. Let's walk through those. Recording. Check, check. One, two, one, two. Your computer is going to record the audio from your microphone, right? Okay. Depending on your podcast, it could also record the audio from your piano, guitar, or any other instrument. Lots of times during my podcast, it's inadvertently recording the sound of my kids making noise somewhere else in the house. Hey, that's mine! Give it back! In most cases, it will just record the sound of your voice. Now, most computers come with some kind of basic voice recording software, but it's not going to give you the quality and control that you're going to need. Number two, editing. Some podcasters hit record, say what they're going to say, hit stop, and call it done but most do at least a little editing. Now, there are drastically different approaches to editing, from just trimming the beginning and the end and maybe any major problems that happen during the podcast to eliminating every extraneous sound, pause, mistake, and unnecessary word. Whatever your desired level of editing, most podcasters will like to have the ability to go back and edit the podcast. As a side note, I do a decent amount of editing on my podcast, Sometimes things I want to say don't sound like I thought that they would say, so I go back and give it another try. Other times I trim out a sentence or a whole paragraph that didn't end up adding anything to the show. Sometimes I edit out when my dog uh, starts snoring really loud or or if my kids come barging through the door to ask me a question. Hey, Dad, can I come in? Editing is also handy when you don't record the whole show at once. Especially with longer episodes, you might want to record one section one day and then come back and and do another section another day. Editing allows you to put all of those pieces together. Now, exactly how editing works depends on the software that you choose. Now, I had the great and sometimes horrible experience of learning to edit with analog tape. Now, that was a fairly laborious process involving razor blades, grease pencils, and tiny strips of adhesive tape. I cut myself so many times with those razor blades, I stopped counting, and you can still see some of the scars on my fingers. It's been a really helpful experience to me, though, because I was able to learn the concepts of editing the old-fashioned way. The thing about tape editing, though, is that it is destructive editing. Once you edit out a word, a sound, or a section, it's really hard to put it back in, (laughs) though it happens. Uh, Many analog editors, including me, will tell you stories of fishing through the trash or crawling around on the floor, trying to find some essential piece of audio that the intern accidentally edited out. Mixing. If you're adding music, sound effects, or anything other than your voice to your podcast, like I do on this podcast, mixing is an essential part of your workflow. Unfortunately, some of the DIY podcasts I hear haven't figured this out yet. Often I hear the intros, music bumpers, etc. added by simply editing on one track. See, with mixing, you can overlap those tracks and control the levels on each, creating a more pleasant mix from element to element. Mixing also allows you to add and control music beds, so you can actually have other sounds playing under your vocals. Like this. Back in my days in radio, mixing was a lot more difficult. It had to be done on the fly. So sometimes there would be audio from a number of sources. Uh, You might have your vocals on a reel-to-reel tape. Uh, You might have music on a a record or a CD. And you might have uh, sound effects on uh, an old cartridge tape. And these all needed to be played at the same time and mixed at the same time using a mixing board as they were recorded, usually to another reel-to-reel recorder multi track reel-to-reel recorders eventually made that a lot easier, but it was still pretty labor-intensive. Now, using software, you can set and adjust the levels, the in and out points, you can listen to what it sounds like, and then you can go back and make adjustments. Software will also provide for some automatic changes like fade-ins and fade-outs. Processing Processing vocals and mix downs used to involve outrageously expensive machines with all sorts of lights and knobs and dials. Now with the right software, the computer can do most of the hard work. I hear a number of podcasts that could be radically improved with just a little bit of processing. Digital processing can do a number of things for your podcast. I want to point out just a couple of those things. One, evening out levels. Some simple compression and or normalizing can even out the highs and lows of your audio. I mean, think about it. You don't want people to have to turn their volume up and down throughout your episode. These processes tend to also give your audio a bit thicker, richer sound. Getting rid of noise. Not every podcaster has a perfectly sound isolated studio. I have one that is really well sound isolated unless my neighbor is using a leaf blow. While noise reduction isn't magic, it can really go a long way to get rid of hums, buzzes, and other sounds that sneak their way into your recordings. Improving overall sound. Using a combination of effects can make the whole thing just plain sound better. It takes a little bit of trial and error, but it's worth it. The software I'm going to be talking about later has some built-in presets that make it really easy to find a sound you like. I want you to listen to some differences in sound with different levels of processing. This is my voice just through the mic with absolutely no sound processing. Now I'm adding just a little bit of compression. Now I've added just a little bit of reverb to thicken it up a little bit. Finally, your software takes care of encoding. Most software makes this so simple that many people think of it as just saving the track. However, it is a bit more complicated than that. Most podcast hosting platforms require podcasts to be uploaded as MP3 files. MP3 files are special audio files that are compressed. Now, compressed here refers to file size. This MP3 standard allows files to be much smaller while retaining most of their quality. Now, most of the software I'm going to talk about later uh, does this nearly automatically. The one exception is Audacity, which I'll talk about later. It takes a little bit of work to set that up in that program. However, once it's set up, it's pretty easy to do. Okay, so now we're going to talk about some of the software options, and I'm going to talk about four of them today. Two of them are available for Mac and PC, and two are available only for Mac. The first one I'm going to talk about is called Adobe Audition. That's actually the software I'm using right now to produce this podcast. Adobe Audition works on a subscription model, so it's going to cost you about $21 a month or about $250 a year. Adobe Audition's price kind of puts it out of reach for many podcasters, especially those who are just getting started. However, if you're ready to invest in a a high-quality tool to improve your podcast quality and workflow Adobe Audition is a really good choice. Now, I've been using this platform since it was called Cool Edit Pro back in the 90s. When I first loaded Cool Edit Pro on my studio workstation, I was absolutely blown away. It was the first truly intuitive digital audio workstation, or DAW. And its graphical interface was like nothing i had ever seen before. Suddenly, the audio waves that used to just be on tape were big, bright, and clear, and precision editing became remarkably faster. Now, Adobe eventually purchased Cool Edit Pro and turned it into Adobe Audition, and they've added a ton of power and features, but the basic graphical editing interface looks largely the same. Now, what does that mean for you? It means that Adobe Audition is still really easy to learn, even for someone with little to no experience with audio. But don't let that ease of use fool you. As you learn and grow, the software is ready for you. Audition is used by Audio Pros and has features and tools to use as you grow in your experience and knowledge. The second one I want to talk about is called Audacity. Audacity is absolutely free. If you want a serious tool for creating podcasts, but you just don't have the money to invest in a platform like Adobe Audition or Logic, which I'll talk about later, Audacity is a really amazing option. The greatest feature of Audacity is its price. (laughs) It's absolutely free. This software was developed by a group of volunteer programmers and then distributed under what's called the, the General Public License. So it's open source. That means that anybody can access it or the code behind it and contribute to the improvement of the software, which means it keeps getting better. Probably not as fast as something like Logic or Adobe Audition, But it does keep getting better. When you first look at it, Audacity's interface is not nearly as slick as the more expensive softwares. However, let's remember, we're creating audio and no one on the other end is ever going to see what our software looks like. In terms of podcasting, Audacity can do just about everything Audition can do. So why would anybody pay 20 bucks a month for Audition or $200 for Logic Pro X, which I'll tell you about later? Well, Adobe takes some of that money from all those subscriptions and pays programmers to continually make it better. That means those same things you can do in Audacity tend to be a little bit easier and more intuitive in Audition. But here's the great news if you're just getting started out or you have a limited budget. First, no one is going to hear the difference in audio quality between the two programs. At their core, they basically do the same thing. Two, even though Audacity is a little bit harder to get the hang of, it's not that difficult. And there's a ton of help available on the web. Also, if you decide to upgrade later on, the things you learn in Audacity are easily transferred to Audition or Logic Pro. It'll take you a little while to get used to the different interface, but the concepts that you're going to learn are totally transferable. One thing to note about Audacity that I mentioned earlier, I mentioned earlier that part of the job of your software is encoding or getting the file into the right format to upload to your podcasting host. Audacity doesn't, by default, save to the MP3 format, which is the format you're going to need. Doing so requires the installation of this library of files that's available for free called LAME, L-A-M-E. Now, some people find the process of getting those installed and working a little tricky, uh, but there are some ways around it. I've had good luck saving the files as WAV files, which Audacity can do, and then converting them. You can convert them to MP3 using a free converter like uh, the one that MediaHuman provides, I've also seen a number of workflows where Mac users simply save as a WAV file, import that WAV file into GarageBand, and then save it as an encoded MP3. Okay, speaking of Mac, here are a couple that are only available for the Apple Mac. GarageBand. The great thing about GarageBand is its price. It's free. If you work on a Mac and you want to get started fast, GarageBand is an amazing free piece of software from Apple that is likely already on your system. If it's not, you can go and download it. Now, I've done a lot of reading on this, and a number of podcast experts dismiss this software, and I'm not quite sure why. I mean, sure, I really enjoy the more powerful and customizable features of Audition, Audacity, and Logic Pro. However, there is no reason someone can't create a high-quality podcast using GarageBand. In fact, if you're just getting started with podcasting or audio production in general, the limitations of GarageBand might make your life a little easier. Okay, the last one is also for Apple only, and it's Logic Pro X, and it goes for about $200, and you can download it directly from Apple. Logic Pro is to GarageBand what Final Cut Pro is to iMovie. I would probably be a Logic user if it weren't for the fact that I cut my teeth on Cool Edit Pro, which became Adobe Audition. And there's another reason as well. I use Adobe Photoshop Premiere, Lightroom, and Illustrator for other work that I do, and it just makes sense to subscribe to the whole suite. Now, I'm not going to talk too much about Logic, because it's honestly the only one of these that I have very little experience with. However, if you use GarageBand and are looking for more power and features, Logic Pro is a great choice. Like both Audition and Audacity, it has far more features than you're likely to ever use on a podcast but it's nice to have a little bit more flexibility than GarageBand has to offer. I'll offer a suggestion for you if you're just getting started and happen to work on a Mac. Start working with GarageBand. If it works for you, but then eventually you begin to run up against its limitations, then just upgrade to logic. Most of the things you'll have learned in GarageBand will transfer over into the more powerful software. Okay, so what do you choose? Where do you start? Well, where you start is gonna depend on your platform and your budget. As I mentioned, I use Adobe Audition because I loved Cool Edit Pro and because I already subscribed to the Adobe Suite. However, I'm pretty sure I could get by with GarageBand and if I needed to, I might upgrade to Logic Pro. If I suddenly found myself without the Adobe Suite and working on a PC, I wouldn't hesitate at all to do all my work in Audacity. The internet is full of a million opinions of what is best, including some that I didn't even mention today. But in the end, you're going to need to find what works for you. Now, it doesn't cost you anything but time to try out Audacity or GarageBand, and even Adobe will give you a seven-day free trial of Audition. Take them for a spin and find something that works for you. If you want to read more about these and get the links and see some images of the software that I mentioned today, All of that is available on my website at ProVoiceGuy.net. Just check out the blog. Well, thanks a lot for listening today. I really enjoy the opportunity of learning more about podcasts by producing my own, and I appreciate you listening. Guy podcast is produced by me, Will Rice, in my studio here in San Antonio, Texas. The show is produced on a Mac using Adobe Premiere software. You can read more about the things I discussed on today's episode on my website at ProVoiceGuy.net. If you're in the market for a podcast intro or outro, or a voiceover for a YouTube channel, commercial, corporate video, or just about anything else, check out the website or find me on Upwork or Fiverr. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud, or listen right on the website at ProVoiceGuy.net. Follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Pro Boy Sky. Talk to you soon.